Welcome to another dynamic word from Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor of Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Southeast Texas. We're so glad you're joining us. For more information about Golden Triangle Church on the Rock Ministries, visit our website, cotr.com. Enjoy the word. Open up your Bibles to the book of Jude. In Jude, uh, some people imagine, some scholars imagine that Jude lived a long time. I don't know for sure, but this, this was probably written somewhere between the late 60s and maybe as late as the late 80s or 90. Some people believe that Jude lived long enough to see the problems occur in the church that Peter spoke of and that Paul spoke of, that damnable heresies came into the church and people started teaching false doctrine and people, uh, uh, they, they were, you know, uh, uh, you know, being lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God and, and they were, you know, unruly and unthankful and unholy. Some people imagine he lived that long to see that because that's kind of what he hits on. Okay? And some imagine, you know, uh, which uh, I, I do as well, that the Bible is full of remedies and that you need to know uh, which pill to take for the problem you have. And so here, Jude gives us something to do to address a problem that he saw in his day that we also encounter in our day. It's uncanny how much... Uh, goes on in each generation in the church and how much God hopes that each generation would take their medicine and do you know what they should do and so let's begin in verse one I'm reading from the New King James Version and uh, it simply says Jude he identifies himself as Jude a bond servant that means somebody that is a slave by choice what happened is that if, if, if somebody was homeless and didn't have any money, didn't have any job, didn't have any prospects, was really down on their luck, they would go and sell themselves to another uh, a Jew. The, 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 the Jewish uh, population would, would sell themselves for seven years into slavery. And, and after that seven years, if they wanted to continue to serve then they would say, no, I don't want to be set free. And then they would become, you know, by choice, a slave, by choice, a bondservant to the one that they chose to serve. Uh, and, and that's what, a, a, you know, basically a bondservant. There are some other uh, uh, nuances to that and other shades and possibilities. But basically what, what Jude is saying is, I am a servant by choice. I am a slave by choice. I have enslaved myself to Jesus Christ. And by the way, I'm also the brother of James. <laughs> He's writing to those who are called and sanctified by God. Now, now, now sanctified is where we're going to, 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 to hold for just a minute. Okay? He's writing to born-again believers because they've been called and sanctified. Sanctified basically means to be uh, cleaned. It means to be cleansed, to be separated and set apart, but it also means to be clean and free from guilt. Isn't that good? So all of you, I'm hoping you get sanctified today. I'm hoping you get clean. I'm hoping you get right with God, and I'm hoping you get free from guilt for not having been right with God before you came. All right? And every time we listen to the Word, we ought to get clean and free. 
We ought to get clean and free. If you get clean and leave here bound, then you don't want that. And if you leave here bound and dirty, you don't want that. So everybody, we're going to open up our hearts and ask God just to cleanse us, cleanse our minds, cleanse our hearts, and make us free from feeling guilty for what we didn't do yesterday. There's nothing you can do to catch up, okay? But there is something you can do to take a step and keep up tomorrow, next week, okay? And so uh, he's writing to us then, those who are called, those who are sanctified by God, and those who are preserved in Christ Jesus. This word preserved means that those who are kept safe. Not only have I been called, hey, come here, son, but I've also been cleansed and set free from guilt, and he's going to take care of me. I'm being preserved. I'm going to be safe under his care. Those are the ones he's writing to. He's writing to me and you. Those who are cleansed, set free, we've been welcomed, and we are being taken care of by Jesus. Okay? He says in verse 2, mercy, peace, and love be multiplied to you. Here's what he's hoping, that more and more and more and more mercy and peace and love, that, that, that you just keep getting more mercy. How do you get mercy? The Bible says if you want mercy, you show yourself merciful. So that's what I encourage you to do. If you'll leave here showing yourself merciful, then mercy will be multiplied to you. You'll get more and more and more and more mercy. Peace. If you will be a person of peace and spread peace, whenever people are having arguments, if you'll find something to say that is not inflammatory on either side, if you can just bring some peace to a situation at work or in a classroom or, or you know, uh, in, in, in a family, if you'll be a person of peace, more peace will be multiplied to you. And love works the same way. He's saying, I'm just hoping that, that those of you that are kept safe by Jesus, those of you that have, can be cleansed and free from guilt, and God has welcomed you, that you would increase more and more and more with mercy, that you would see more and more and more peace and more and more and more love. Verse 3, beloved. Now he's writing to a people that he cares about. Okay, He's writing to people that he, he wants a connection with. Beloved, he says, while I was very diligent. Um, this means he eagerly planned I planned, I have been eagerly planning on what I was going to write to you. I have been very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation. Now, I'm, I want to write. I've, I've been planning. I've been thinking. I've been diligent. I've been eager. I've, I'm, you know, I, I, I've, I've really put a lot of thought into writing to you about our common salvation, the, the salvation we share about this, this experience that we've had that has cleansed our souls and saved our souls. Uh, we, we have a very common salvation. And I, I wanted diligently to write to you about this experience that we're sharing. You know, if you have no other connection to other Christians, to other born-again believers in any other area of life, if you don't like the same sports, you don't like the same team, you know, whatever, you have a common salvation. He says, I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation. Uh, uh, and, and, and while I was really, really, really thinking, I found it necessary to write to you exhorting, urging, okay, pleading. Another translation says appealing. I am making an urgent request. 
I am, I am, you know, I found it necessary. I was going to write to you and planning to write to you about our common salvation, but I found it necessary to urge you, to plead with you, to beg you, uh, to appeal to you that you would contend earnestly for the faith. That, that, that you would defend is, is um, a, a better common usage. That you would defend your faith. I found it necessary. While I was want to write to you about the common salvation, I found it very needful to urge you to defend the faith. You, the faith needs defending, evidently. And that's what he's saying. I, I was thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it, and I realized how important, how necessary it was that I exhort you, that I plead with you, that I beg you, that, 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 that I appeal to you to earnestly defend the faith which was once delivered for all to the saints. That means this, that we have been given one gospel. We have been given one faith. We have been given one truth. Once and for all, all the saints, without regard to what country you live in, what origin you claim, what nationality, what race, what, what background, what ethnicity, it does not matter. There is one truth and one gospel, there's one faith, and it was delivered once for all to the saints. You have been entrusted with the gospel of Jesus Christ once and for all. It won't change. It's not going to be rewritten. There's nothing you can add to it. There's nothing you can take away from it. Now, I am quoting from scholars who have written for the last, you know, 2,000 years. All these words I'm using, all these variations, all these nuances, all these different shades is a reflection of 2,000 years of scholars that have taken this apart and put it back together to share with us what Jude was desperately hoping that we would understand. There is a necessity to defend the faith the one faith that was delivered one time that covers all the saints. Okay? Have you got that? Why? Verse 4. For certain men have crept in unnoticed. What does that mean? That means they have slowly, little by little, gotten a foothold. Uh, one translation says they have wormed their way into your churches. Certain people have wormed their way into your churches. Basically with social gospels. Okay? With humanistic ideology. Come on. I know y'all haven't seen this. I know that this is something that happened 2,000 years ago. It's not anything that would be happening today that some churches would imagine that there's another gospel, there's another shade, there's another truth. Or that we, you know, that, listen, long ago, these were marked out. Written down is what that means. 
For certain men have wormed their way into your churches who their judgment was written down long ago in God's book. They were marked out for this condemnation. It doesn't mean that they were chosen and said, okay, you're going to be bad, you're going to be good, you're going to be bad, you're going to be good. It's going to, it, it, he's saying from long ago, he saw what's going on in the world in each generation and realized how wicked the world was and how, how worming and how, how subtle, uh, the, the, you know, snake-like the devil was and how he would infiltrate the minds and lives of men and women and get them to embrace a gospel that is not the truth of Jesus Christ it may sound good may look good may feel good and it may be in several songs but it's not the truth and he said this people who he saw he has written out their condemnation ungodly men what does ungodly men mean it means someone who does not stand in awe of God wow I think I have met a few people who have no awesome reverence for Almighty God. They think somehow that he's wrong on this one. I mean, he's got this, this, and this pretty good. But on this and this, he should have done better. Because the world would be a better place if, 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 we, didn't, if we weren't against this and this and this. Oh, come on. This is some good preaching. Yeah. <laughs> it's the truth. I mean, and it was written 2,000 years ago, okay, that ungodly men who turned the grace of God, our God, into lewdness. What does that mean? That simply means that, 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 that they, um, they, they, they believe that grace covers your sins so much that you can go ahead and sin because the marvelous grace of God outshines your sin. And so it's okay to sin because God's so good. And that's what is taught. Well, God loves you. God loves you. He understands who turned the grace of God into lewdness. Basically, lewdness there is an identity with some sexual immorality, okay? Saying that God's marvelous grace allows us to live immoral lives is how one writer put it. Uh, God's grace does not allow us to live immoral. You don't lie, you don't cheat, you don't commit adultery. You don't dishonor God. You don't dishonor your parents. You know all the things Jesus said. And, 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 and those who, you know, verse, verse 15, we won't read that, but it talks about people who insult God. Do you know, in this generation, just like in that generation, there are people who insult God. Who insult Him. You can't insult God. Well, don't. Let me just encourage you because uh, people who insult God, their condemnation was written a long time ago. Yeah. Don't be insulting God. Uh, and, and, and don't think that the grace of God allows you to live an immoral life. It does not. He loves you and cares about you, but, uh, but listen, he, he, you know, don't be ungodly. Don't, you know, we need to have an awesome reference of God. Uh, and it, it, it says, who, who turned the grace of our God into lewdness and deny the only Lord God. Deny. Wow. They deny the existence or deny the preeminence. These were people in their churches in that day. He is writing to people who are born again, 
who love Jesus, who are preserved by Him. He's writing to people who, just like me and you, who doctrine has wormed its way, has slipped in, has come in, crept in little by little by little, so that the point to where the churches in his day um, have, have denied you know, the, the, the preeminence of God. Um, denied the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus. See that word Lord in the King James, New King James, it says Lord twice, but those are two different words. You know, in some of the other translations, it will say Master and Lord, and that's a, that's, that's a better understanding. You know, the English, word, the English language is a little bit limited sometimes uh, uh, in, in, in how to say that. But uh, the first word, Lord, is, is uh, where we get the word, uh, it, it's depotes, where we get the word uh, like despot. Okay, <laughs> that's not, not always a best shade of, of meaning. But what it means is master. He's the owner. He is master. Okay, denying the only master in the world, in the universe. Wow. The second word, Lord, is curios. And it means more, um, you know, um, ooh, Lord. More like, uh, well, uh, curator, caretaker. He is not only the master, but he's also my caretaker. He cares about me. I'm preserved in him. He's not just, you know, someone I can insult. You know, uh, what can I do about all this? As I close right now, let me read the last uh, two verses that I have today. Uh, Jude 20 and 21. But you, here's what you can do. What can I do about this? Yeah, it's in the church. It's in, it's, it's in churches. And if you're not watchful, you can begin to, you know, kind of embrace that, that social gospel through uh, social anxieties. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Sometimes there's, there's, there's the, the, the best you can do is just back up and pray in tongues. I say, I don't speak in tongues. Well, you can. Yeah, be filled with the Spirit and speak in tongues. I speak in tongues more than you all. That's what Paul said. But he didn't know me. Uh, then verse 21. And then keep yourselves in the love of God. We're not here to be critical, to be judgmental, but we are here to defend the faith. The next time the subject of faith comes up, just be nice to God. Don't join in insulting with Him. And don't imagine, you know, that, 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 uh, that, um, that you are not supposed to defend your faith. You are, you know. I wanted to just talk to you this morning about our common salvation, but I found it necessary to exhort you, to encourage you, to urge you, to plead with you, to beg with you, to defend your faith. Earnestly contend for the faith because there's just one. It was delivered to all the saints. And we have to be very watchful because... Things can creep in unaware, unnoticed, little by little, worming their way into your thoughts and your minds. And if you're not watchful, you can begin to accept things in your own life that you should not accept. What can you do about it? Pray. Pray to God. And then keep yourselves in the love of God and keep lurking, looking for the mercy of God. God is merciful. I want you to live here clean and free. Thanks again for joining us for another dynamic message from Pastor Ron Hammonds. Visit cotr.com and subscribe to our social media platforms to stay up to date. 
as well receive more encouraging messages from our pastor and details of the work we're doing both in our community and communities like ours around the world. Today and every day, God bless.